0: Hello, you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 58, Moths and Armadillos. Enjoy the show.
1: I'm Rosie. I'm Jessica. And you're listening to Rosie Rosie and and Jessica's Jessica's Day Day of of Fun. fun. Hello, Jessica. Hi, Rosie. I have already watched a French musical this morning.
0: That is very impressive work. What musical was that?
1: The Umbrellas of Cherbourg. Ooh. Les Parapluies de Cherbourg. Well done. Thank you.
0: Bienvenue à Cherbourg.
1: Où est la bibliothèque?
0: Um, I've heard of that. What What is it about? What is the premise? Is it lovely? Is it nice? Is it horrible? Did you enjoy it?
1: I did enjoy it. It sounds terrible. It's only 86 minutes long, which for a musical is quite shocking. But how, how marvellous. That's the first tick in the box. What is very peculiar about it is... There aren't really songs in it. It's sung through. It's all sung, but it kind of sounds like they're making it up as they go along, like they were given the script. And so they have to say, Maman, I am going to the park later. Okay, don't forget your parapluie. There's no kind of song structure. It's just sung lines. Interesting. And obviously, I'm reading it in translation on the subtitles. There were some bits where I thought, oh, that rhymes. And then I realised it didn't rhyme. The preceding line in French rhymed with the English translation of the next (laughs) line, which was a bit peculiar. Where did you find it? Oh, well, I wanted to watch it anyway. It's on my film list, but I've borrowed the DVD from my dear friend Mavis, who's coming to tea later, so I thought I would watch it and return it. Return it. Good work. So that's my achievement for the day. Done. And of course, being subtitled, I couldn't knit while I watched.
0: Oh, yes, that is the only downside. Hence so it's
1: the recurring problem of in fact, Mavis and I saying, oh, we really want to watch Amelie because we like to watch films and knit together, but Amelie isn't, well, it will never happen. Although we did manage Populaire just about because I'd seen it enough times and she was doing very simple knitting. But occasionally I had to run out into the hall because we were watching it in a dark room with a projector. I had to run out and do my counting in the light and then run back in.
0: I work on the principle but for family and probably Populaire, I've seen it enough that I don't need to read the subtitles. Yeah.
1: And because I've been doing lots of duolingo at the moment, I tried to not read the subtitles and at least get some of the French. And I yeah. there was some of it, obviously I had no chance. I don't know what all the vocabulary for when they were talking about the cars. But I did quite well. I, you know. There were some lines said je suis désolée, maman I can understand that. Merci beaucoup. Thanks. Mercy buckets. Mercy Buckets. I've watched quite a few films this week actually. Actually.
0: What other ones have you seen, actually?
1: Uh, in April. Film 4 did a Studio Ghibli season. Actually, I believe I looked on the Wikipedia page. and I don't think it's meant to be Ghibli, but that's too close to giblets for my liking. Studio Ghibli films, I recorded all of them, and I've just got round to watching them. And I'm watching them in chronological order, although I snuck in Kiki's delivery service to start, and that should have been fifth. And then I did something I vowed I would never, ever do, Jessica, and I watched the film Grave of the Fireflies, which is the saddest thing ever. And I knew exactly what was going to happen. But I prepared myself by actually reading the whole plot summary on Wikipedia, which I obviously is not how you're meant to go into a film, but I knew it was going to be devastatingly sad and I wanted to be prepared. And I kind of couldn't commit properly, so I was playing Quictionary, the QI word game on my phone <laughs> during a lot of it. And I thought, well I'm not that sad, I'm okay. And then in the last five minutes, I don't know whether the pent up sadness of the whole film hit, but I was just by myself in silent really ugly crying like there was no noise coming out it was just you know in the Wizard of Oz film when they get to the gates and the man does the really extravagant crying the guard yes. does yeah. it was kind of like that expression and I mean actual te- I could feel tears tumbling down my face as I just silently screamed in, in sadness at this film and I immediately put on my neighbour Totoro to cheer myself up
0: good choice did you feel better afterwards or was it not, not worth it
1: I did I'm pleased to say that I've seen it but I never want to see it again. Good lord, that is such a sad film. Mine are delightful. So I'm working my way through the Ghibli films. Unfortunately, I missed one, and I'm really annoyed. How annoying. So if anyone has only yesterday on DVD that they'd like to send me, I like films, and I like Studio Ghibli. Oh, and the Grave of the Fireflies, because they showed it in the middle of the night, lest a child accidentally watch it. Was in the original Japanese, which really added to the intensity of the situation.
0: Was that subtitled as well?
1: Yes, because otherwise I would not have known what was going on.
0: Yeah, you raised an excellent point. I don't know, your Japanese could be good enough. I don't know your life.
1: That's what I've actually been doing, just going to secretly tell myself in Japanese. <laughs> I'd love to speak Japanese. If anyone has any Japanese they'd like to send me. You no
0: know one else is great, and I haven't spoken about it on the podcast for ages. Psych. Oh, Do you yeah. know what they're showing on uh, ITV2 in the mornings? Psych. Psych. Yeah. Is it
1: Seasons You Own? Nope Oh so new you're ones. watching new seasons
0: Watching new ones So I've, I've watched most of season 6 And we've just started season 7 um, Annoyingly I didn't realise this was happening Until they'd shown several episodes I can catch up I can catch up
1: Yeah Well they've started re-showing Mr and Mrs Murder on 5 USA Which is C-
0: Can I just say from the title This sounds amazing And the fact that it's on channel 5
1: it's not even on 5 It's on 5 USA <laughs> My favourite genre of television The light-hearted murder programme Yep There's a death every week. It's about a married couple who are the crime scene cleaners, but they also solve all the crimes. They don't in any way try and justify the fact. It's weird, isn't it, that the cleaners solve all the crimes. They just turn up. Especially as they should be there after the police have already finished. Yeah, and said they're like, this is interesting. Have we noticed this? And then the police say, no, we didn't notice this major part of the crime scene. It's this funny Australian couple. It's not a documentary, that made it sound like a documentary It's, a, it's fictional
0: Can you imagine if uh, Zoe and Alison from The Hoarder Next Door Also fo- fought crime
1: We could genuinely pitch a programme About people who deal with hoarders and also solve crimes You might think that's like a one-off episode of CSI Oh, there's one about hoarding No, 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 that is a whole I've series. seen that episode Exactly, uh, inevitably there would be one Yes, Zoe and Alison from The Hoarder Next Door Solving crimes with their matching haircuts Love it Sold Yes, but Mr and Mrs Murder, they showed on Sunday afternoons on Channel 5 about 18 months ago, and they showed the first three episodes, and then nothing, radio silence. Why do people do this to me? They've picked it up and showing it on 5 USA every Sunday morning, so I've caught up. In the last episode, a bodybuilder was baked to death in a tanning booth. Amazing. on board.
0: What time on a Sunday morning have I missed today's already?
1: No, it's probably on about half an hour.
0: Okay, talk quickly. I have not yet started watching Miss Fisher, but it's in my Netflix queue, and I'm very excited. And I sort of thought it felt like maybe a Sunday morning thing, so I might watch an episode today.
1: Oh, you absolutely should. This is, of course, Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries, another light-hearted Australian murder programme.
0: I love light-hearted murder.
1: I love light-hearted murder. Miss Fisher, 1920s lady detective. That's kind of all you need to know. And it's been shown a bit on the 5 USA, obviously, 5 USA counts for everywhere Australia as well and now it's just gone on Netflix the first two seasons it's great and I'm so excited and then we can watch it on Netflix over and over again my favourite character is Dot okay noted have you seen any of it? no it's great you'll love it yay although I still maintain her wig looked a bit askew in the first episode of season two
0: (gasps) okay I shall watch and judge for myself and when I say judge
1: when I say judge I mean I will put on my red cloak and curly wig and I will dress as Kate Bush in the Bothering Heights video, apparently. Uh, yeah, It was an interpretable outfit in many ways. That was a terrible sentence. That outfit could be interpreted in many ways. A red cloak, a curly wig. Is it a judge? Is it Kate Bush? Is it Carmen Sandiego?
0: Is it the mask of the red death? Oh. literary.
1: That's very highbrow. Ooh.
0: Thank you. I like to um, raise the bar slightly every so often.
1: May I raise the bar slightly? I've been to two live events this week.
0: Ooh, what did you see?
1: Well, on Wednesday, I went to the restoration comedy, The Beau Stratagem. Not Le Beau Stratagem, as I've tried to say. It's not that fancy. It's The Beau Stratagem at the National Theatre with my dear friend Ellen. And it was lovely. We went out for supper first. And I had a pulled pork bap, because obviously...
0: Because you're rosy.
1: Big enough to feed a small family. Ellen had soup, which would be much more sensible. (laughs) She had a soup. I had a small family of piglets. I'm so sorry I said that. That's so sad. Oh no, Jessica, I've instantly become a vegetarian, which is really awkward because I've got more bolognese for lunch. I had a lot of food, then we watched The Bo Stratagem, which is restoration comedy, and it's very fun, and it's got loads of songs in it, and there's a really funny servant called Scrub. That's my main takeaway. Okay. I recommend it, and because we had entry-path tickets, we were in the second row. Oh, good. And Samuel Barnett, history boy, Yep, was in it. I know his work. And then the next day, the next day... I went to see Josie Long, yay, at the South Bank Centre. She was doing her Edinburgh show for last year. In fact, I went to see her final ever performance of it, Cara Josephine, which is the name of her show and also the name of her niece. So I saw that and it was so funny. It was really good. And what was great was that I had booked a ticket independently by myself. And then I was talking to Ellen, planning our, our outing the previous day, and she said, I'm seeing it on Thursday as well. And then it transpired that because it was Izzy's birthday, Izzy, Cat, and Ellen were all going. So we went out for dinner first, except I ate my food at home. And I arrived and I just had an alcoholic cocktail and a child's dessert. Good work. And it was really nice to have an unexpected girls' night out. I had an expected girls' night out yesterday. We went to a place called Barrio Central at 7 o'clock, which is when happy hour finishes. And the lady said, don't worry, quickly order one now. So we got in our happy hour drinks.
0: Oh, like giraffe. I like it when they do that.
1: Everyone else got mojitos. And I had a kind of colada. They all got mojitos and they arrived looking like mojitos. And mine was... uh, It looked like what would happen if you combined milk and mouthwash because it was turquoise (laughs) But Uh, opaque, tasted delicious.
0: Why was it turquoise?
1: I don't know, because it had mouthwash in it, presumably. (laughs) And then I had a gingerbread colada, which tasted like a pina colada with Starbucks Christmas gingerbread syrup in it. And that sounds bad. And it was really good.
0: No ingredient in a pina colada should be blue.
1: I don't know. I don't even know what's in a pina colada. Pineapple and coconut and rum? Yeah. I think it was a sort of fancy one. Because it wasn't just a pina colada. It was called like a...
0: Maybe it got caught in the rain.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it just got a bit damp. And we got sharing platters. And going out for dinner, the dinner portion lasted genuinely less than 10 minutes. Because, as as I said, I didn't want anyone else eating my food. So the platters arrived and we just... They had two platters, so we swapped them over and we just cleaned it out. 10 ladies, very nicely dressed, out for cocktails on a Saturday night. Smeared. I was... With your face is just yeah obviously i got home i realized I had a little bit of chicken wing sauce just on my dress it's fine it's navy blue it, oh that's all right not the chicken wing sauce
0: there are no ingredients in chicken wing sauce that should be blue
1: oh it's a lovely i've had a lovely week i've watched some lovely japanese animation i've seen some great live theater i've had food with my close friends
0: very good i went out for dinner yesterday um, but just at dinner time at work we have this kind of running joke that well, on a Saturday we try and go out for dinner because it, it's a Saturday and it's nice.
1: I know, I joined last week
0: Oh yes you did! That was a very successful dinner outing because the food arrived on time, everything was right we weren't waiting around for ages for a bill but we have this running joke that one, we love olives so we always order olives and then they either don't turn up or they turn up with the food or afterwards or they forget them and we have to remind them and then every week we say why do we do this to ourselves we're never ordering olives again and the next time we think well we'll bring surely it can't happen again and then the same thing happens again and there's always some error like someone's food will take ages to arrive we're on a time limit here we're running close to the having to go back to work line um it took them three goes to get my dinner right
1: what had you ordered
0: i'd ordered a superfood salad but without the cottage cheese okay the waiter was not writing anything down he was one of them
1: mm, trying to show off
0: so my dinner arrived and it had cottage cheese in it. And I said to the waiter who brought it, it was different from the one taking the order. I said, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I ordered this without the cottage cheese. And he sort of looked, puzzled at me and went, oh, um, okay, let me just check with my colleague. And I was like, okay, sure. And then somebody else appeared and said, I'm so sorry about this. Let me get you a, a new dinner. And it came back and I was eating it. And I was like, oh, yes, yes, this is lovely. And then I sort of looked down at my plate. It's like, no, that's still got cheese in it. <laughs> Hello, excuse me. It's still got cheese in it. So he's like, uh, sorry about that. Take it away. Bought me a brand new one.
1: That's Crazy but, pants.
0: How difficult is it? It's just a salad.
1: And all you have to do is not put... It's not like you'd ask for an exchange. If anything, yeah. you've made it easier. Don't I've open that it easier. pot. Just
0: don't put a spoon of cheese in it. Baffling.
1: At Barrio Central, they had a shared cocktail menu. And for £100, you could buy a beverage called Pigeon Fancier. Is
0: it a bucket with 10 straws in it?
1: Yeah, it's quite grotesque. I think it's called Pigeon Fancier because there's some kind of pigeon brand of vodka in it. Right. And it it also has a whole bottle of Prosecco in which as I amusingly said to my companions, well, so do I. And it's served in a birdcage. Now, we do not know how much water... How do
0: they keep keep the liquid in?
1: Yeah, we didn't order it in the end, although I was lobbying hard. Because it serves 8 to 12 people, which would have been fine, but its a £100. £100. But their cocktails are about eight pounds anyway, so a ten a each, and you get a drink out of a birdcage. Next time, solo, Rosie, hundred pounds, prosecco, birdcage. In Mahiki,
0: you can get a cocktail in a treasure chest, mm, I've which had one just has before. loads of straws sticking out of it.
1: Yes, I had one in a small suitcase. You could also get them in porcelain pinata, a porcelain luchador mask. All of their shared cocktails came in absurd carriers, Tesco plastic bag.
0: East Street is a place that does uh, sharing cocktails in a bucket, like but in, in a seaside sandcastle bucket. Okay. I think we should start a new tumbler down the line of, we want plates, we want glasses. Yeah. I don't want to drink this cocktail that eight other people are drinking out of a treasure chest.
1: Yeah, it's really grimy when you describe it like that, isn't it? It's like bobbing for apples, but in a treasure yeah. chest. If you're bobbing for apples, I'm going first. Yes. I don't want anyone else's saliva near my saliva.
0: You're all my friends but I don't want to drink your spit.
1: If I wanted to do that, I'd just kiss you all.
0: And there's always a risk with bobbing for apples of not just saliva, but snot as well.
1: Oh, that is the end of that segment. What's your (laughs) song?
0: (laughs) My song this week is One Thousand Ships, or A Thousand Ships, I guess, by Rachel Platten, from her album Be Here, released in 2011.
1: And how have you come across this song, Jessica?
0: It was on a Playful Day podcast. I see. Kate always puts a song at the end and sort of runs little snippets of it through the podcast. And this was from about last october and it's just delightful she actually used the acoustic version which is slightly trickier to track down but the um the non-acoustic version is just as fun
1: i'm sure i could technically put in clips of the songs we select if we talked over them but who can be bothered precisely top fives
0: top fives i sent rosie a text message yesterday saying what time shall we record the podcast and also what top five and then sent her a list of suggestions the first on the list and the most serious was 80s films. For no particular reason, I just thought it would be fun. So that's what we're doing.
1: I get to go first.
0: Yep, we do. It's an even week, so Rosie's up first. Rosie.
1: I have taken all of my films from the last three months of 1989, <laughs> which is the only bit of the 80s I saw. No, I haven't. Imagine if I just found the cinema listings for the last three months. Oh, November 1989. No. Number one, Die Hard. Number one. I find when people say the best Christmas film is Die Hard, a little tiresome, because we get it. It's set at Christmas. You're being quirky. But the best Christmas film is actually Muppet Christmas Carol or Obviously. It's a Wonderful Life. You know, Die Hard is a... We get it. You're hilarious. But Die Hard is a great Christmas film and a great film. And, oh, it's fantastic. Very dirty vest by the end of it. I actually find that quite unpleasant. Die Hard, John McClane, yippee Kaye, podcast listeners. <laughs> yeah, that amused me quite a lot. Good work. Number... Oh, these are all absolute belters. Number two. My Neighbor Totoro. 1989. Originally released in a double bill with Grave of the Fireflies, presumably to stop people just throwing themselves off cinema roofs afterwards. Yeah, that makes sense. Lovely. Totoro's. Children. Japan. Umbrellas. Rain. My favourite. Mothers with tuberculosis. Happy endings. Hats. My Neighbor Totoro. Number three. Number three. When Harry Met Sully. When Harry Met Sally. Yep, classic. Great. Rom-com. Talked about that before. The best rom-com. Deal with it, haters. The reason I say When Harry Met Sully is that there was a teaser trailer for Monsters, Inc. where Sully and Mike are playing charades and he's trying to do Harry Potter or something. Yeah. Sully is indicating his hair. So Mike. amusingly, of course, Billy Crystal shouts, when Harry met Sully. So now Jessica and I can't talk about when Harry met Sully without saying, when Harry met Sully, how many kids have you got in there, Sully? A line I say approximately once a week. I'd say more. It's really difficult. Every time something is bounteous, I am forced to say, how many spoons have you got in there, Sully? And Jessica gets annoyed. How much annoyance have you got? Number four. Number four. Princess Bride. Yep, not checked out. Mm. What was great was that my first thoughts were oh, '80s films, and you know you think of the the big '80s films, and then I got to think about films I loved that happened to be released in the '80s. Princess Bride. That's what I did. Mm. I sort of thought this up late last night after we'd established this, and then I did some more research, and it's great. And I love The Princess Bride. And one of the films where, when it's on, I think I will watch this. I don't own it on DVD, but I watched it a lot on television. Like I did with Fantastic Mr Fox, which actually I still do despite owning it on DVD. That's just lazy songwriting. Number five, The Muppets Take Manhattan. Good work. Not just because of Miss Piggy's excellent cardigan that we talk about in the film costumes episode. There's a brilliant subplot where Kermit loses loses his memory. memory. Lovely somebody's getting married somebody 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 songs muppets new york
0: gregory hines on roller skates that he lends to miss piggy so she can tackle a-, a mugger
1: yeah although that is from the line of films where they do stunts by dressing people up as muppets and shooting them from a distance so miss yeah. piggy suddenly 6 foot tall and rah, and this but anyway great film those are my top 5 80s films
0: top 5 well, that was quick.
1: We've talked about a few of them before and...
0: No, that's fine. That's non-judgment. And just I kidding. have so
1: many honourable mentions. We're going to be here all week.
0: Okay, good. Right. Uh, I'm not going to do them in chronological order. No, wait, I am. No, I'm not. Because then it wouldn't be in any particular order and that would ruin everything. Number one. I mean, we may as well kick it off with this. Back to the Future.
1: Yes, of course. Mentioned
0: in the top five just all films of all time. Probably, if I had to pick one, would be my favourite. And uh, I don't really need to talk about it anymore because I've talked about it a lot.
1: Oh, I was going to jokingly start off by saying number one, Crank, to annoy you. (laughs) It's not even from the 80s. Please continue.
0: Good work. Number two, Return of the Jedi, which was uh, from 1983.
1: That is a very interesting choice. Thank you. Yeah, but it's incorrect if you're going to put one Star Wars on the list from the 80s. You're going Return... Hang on, Jessica. I mean, I've only put it in my honourable mentions.
0: I really like Return of the Jedi.
1: More than Empire Strikes Back. This is Looney Tunes. What? That's got the Ewoks in.
0: I'm not offended by the Ewoks.
1: I'm not offended by them, but I'd like it more when Luke's hand gets chopped off. I was about to say it fell off. It doesn't spontaneously fall off. (laughs) Yeah, Boom. That would be a very different film. I'm your father.
0: I'm sorry, your what? Oh, sorry, my hand just fell off in shock.
1: Hand falling off. I love you. I know. Lando. Is Lando in Empire Strikes Back? Let's face it. I've not watched him in about 10 years. Yes. He's in Empire Strikes Back. Cloud City. Yeah, because then he betrays... Of course, Eulando, is a stinking Judas, getting frozen in carbonite. And you're going for Ewoks. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, let's move swiftly on. don't mean to be rude,
0: but I am. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, number three, the Karate Kid.
1: Imagine if you'd said Empire Strikes Back, I'd have felt so foolish. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... I've never seen the Karate Kid, haven't
0: you? Well, it's about a kid who does
1: karate. I've just had to check that I have actually seen all of the films on my top five list. I have. Good grief. Kind of thing I would do.
0: Mr. Miyagi catching flies with chopsticks making little bonsai trees. He is a bonsai tree grower. And also a caretaker.
1: Of bonsai trees. A karate
0: A karate. Uh, sensei? Yes. Uh, made in nineteen eighty four. FYI. Yes. Thank you. Number four, when Harry met Sally.
1: Yes. When ha- no.
0: Yep, as previously mentioned. Because that's that's great. I tried to go for um for kind of quite eighties films. But then the Return of the Jedi just sort of slipped in there. And uh, number five, Tootsie from 1982.
1: Because that's the film where he pushes over the mime that took you five years to find.
0: It took me longer than that because I found it and then I forgot it again with my sieve brain. I like that phrase. But fortunately, uh, somebody I worked with, it was his favourite film. So I just happened to mention idly one day that there was a film with a mime being pushed over that I couldn't remember and Stephen just went, oh, Tootsie. I was like, yes! This checks out. The uh, famous cross-dressing to get an acting role classic has Terry Garr having a meltdown watching the TV because her best friend got the role that she went for even though he's a man
1: Terry Gar Pinot Noir
0: <laughs> precisely
1: honourable mentions honourable mentions go for it Ghostbusters
0: yes I have that also
1: Busting makes me feel good honourable mention, Jessica let's alternate
0: okay uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off because it's
1: the 30th anniversary of Ferris Bueller's Day Off this week that's why we're doing this top 5 it all works it all checks there we go. out Boom. ignore the bit we said earlier well, my only mention there is The Empire Strikes Back, because when Luke's hand spontaneously falls off, I'm not going to watch it ever again now, so I can remember it that way. I remember
0: it. Right, good. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark.
1: Yes, that was going to be my nice next, next one. one. Good. Great film.
0: Throw Harrison Ford heavy list.
1: Spinal Tap. Oh
0: my God, how did I not have that on the list?
1: Yeah, but this one goes up to 11.
0: I think um, would that would have been a top five. Damn it. No. Would it? Yeah. I don't know.
1: You can't dust for vomit. Sometimes
0: there are mysteries that are best left unsolved. Well, the only other thing I have is the Princess Bride.
1: Oh, which I've already covered. Okay. Well, I'll just rattle through these then. And I say rattle, there are only two.
0: You better get started then, that's going to take a while.
1: I was woken up this morning by. I assume it was a bird, but it sounded like a death (laughs) rattlesnake. Blues Brothers. The Blues Brothers.
0: Yes, yeah, that's that checks out.
1: And Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure.
0: Oh my god, how did I not put that down?
1: I like preempting what I think Jessica might forget.
0: As it turns out, all of them.
1: Mm. Great times. Can
0: we have a top ten? Mm.
1: No. Rufus.
0: Rosie, what's your song?
1: My song is Allo Darling with Let's Go Swimming. And I found this because I was clearing up my Twitter favourites because I had too many. And it was linked to by Josie Long and she did a short film called Let's Go Swimming and this is a song that's I think named after it or just happens to share the name it's a lovely little song Yes, Let's Go Swimming by Allo Darling, never heard of it before lovely, Josie Long, all circular What's your snack of the day?
0: My snack of the day is frozen breakfast cereal I don't mean breakfast cereal that I have frozen I mean breakfast cereal that is frozen themed.
1: Yes, good please tell me, I saw your little vine of it, I'd like to know what what it's like.
0: I'm interested and I'd like to know more.
1: What is the premise? What is the outcome?
0: Well, it is a sort of... Is it blue? Uh, it is not blue, which is disappointing. It's basically identical to the Disney princess cereal that you used to be able to get, but without the pink. Okay. So you get little little balls and little stars. We've all got little balls. <laughs> <laughs> I know I debated a better way of saying that. Puffed. Not puffed wheat, that sounds wrong, but sort of like the texture of is it golden nuggets
1: like that flintstone cereal i used to like in the 90s yes
0: kind of like that but without the honey coating yes so it's that sort of it's that sort of texture uh vanilla flavored okay and quite sweet the best part of pre- frozen breakfast cereal is i'm sorry to say the box but it's still quite enjoyable
1: jessica what you could do is keep the box and put other cereal in it
0: oh i'm going to do that that is a good idea
1: Needle and fed. Needle and fed. bolognese When I was in my third year at university, my friend told me that he was concerned because of the amount of bolognese I ate. I remember that. Because what I just would do, mm, at least once uh, every other week. Week? Once a day. Just make a big batch of bolognese. Just keep eating it. Especially when I was doing my final essays, and we were all tripping off to the library, which I'm sure I've talked about before. You have to get there at 8 o'clock to get a seat, and they were doing building works. It was a great time, and I'd take my thermos and Freya and Emily and I all had matching thermoses and I'd made a big batch of brownies and I'd bring brownies for everyone and I ate bolognese every day so I made some bolognese this week because it's not that old a couple of days ago and I've been eating a lot of bolognese and from my Eurovision party somebody brought a lovely saucisson sec type affair and I chopped that up and put it in the bolognese.
0: Mm. That sounds very nice. I put
1: peas in which I know is the way that mothers try and smuggle vegetables into their children but I think it makes the dish look cheery.
0: I think it makes it yeah look just a bit more interesting.
1: You know, it's very monotonous. Done that, and I've done tons of my Yosemite Falls cardigan, but I mean, the time-wise, I've done lots, but it hasn't seemed to progress very much because my rows are 200 stitches long, so it takes a long time. But it's looking great. Like, so obviously, that's that's longer than it was last week, by quite some way. And I'm doing all my decreases. There's a pattern on the front as well. I'm showing Jessica there. It's very nice. I'm looking it on Skype. It's definitely garment shaped.
0: Uh, I have not done anything really needle and feddy, really.
1: Admittedly, we this is only a week since we last recorded. When usually we keep two weeks apart, or in 2014, four to five weeks. So it's conceivable we wouldn't have done so much. That's fine. And as I said, I've been just you know watching movies and and Australian light-hearted murder shows. That's my favourite genre of television: light-hearted Australian murder. What have we seen this week? What, what have, have we, we seen, seen this week? week? Hey, well. We've already mentioned it a few times throughout, but Miss Vicious Murder Mystery, now on Netflix UK. I believe it's been on US Netflix for a butt ton of time. What? So I thoroughly recommend that. I've also been really enjoying the television channel in the UK. Gold is repeating... Gold! Blandings by the BBC. The BBC's adaptation of the P.G. Woodhouse Blandings series, which they've done two series of, and I don't think we're getting any more, and that makes me sad because it's really good. That, I believe, is available on DVD, if you haven't seen it.
0: I believe it is, yes.
1: I would like to make a correction. It was pointed out last week that I referred to the Empress of Emsworth. She's called the Empress of Blandings, not the Empress of Emsworth. Emsworth is a family name. Blandings is the house, and she's the Empress of Blandings. Right. And I got it wrong. Why were we even talking about P.G. Woodhouse? Literary prizes? Ah, uh, yes, because you get a pig. Blandings! Great! Timothy's ball, very funny. People say he was snubbed for his work in Mr. Turner, and I'm sure he was, but actually I really dislike him when he's being a funny... Lord Emsworth
0: and Barry from After Dinner Pet.
1: I've had a very stressful day. <laughs>
0: I have come across a video. Make it sound like I have stumbled across it and found it myself. One of my friends sent me a video of the redneck vegan, and the video is called Bossages. And he's making I'm bossages, which are vegan sausages, and it's very funny.
1: I'm imagining a dog saying bossages.
0: The guy doing it is a is an Australian guy.
1: Does he commit any light-hearted murders? He doesn't solve
0: any lighthearted murders, but he's doing like a sort of southern states redneck accent and uh, he's making these vegan sausages. It's very entertaining.
1: I found a page of incredible balloon sculptures. They're by Masayoshi Matsumoto and they are incredibly intricate, lifelike animal balloon sculptures. Multiple colours, armadillos, moths, (laughs) other animals that I can think of that aren't armadillos and moths. Moths. Neither of them included in my top five. And yet, those are the only creatures I can think of. Yeah. Moths odd. aren't animals, are they? They're dusts with spirit. Because, you know, moths are kind of dusty.
0: Yeah, they are. Yeah, I get it. And you can't get them wet because then the dust turns to paste, like paste wings. What colour is the paste?
1: But they're absolutely gorgeous. And we will link to those. Um, they're fantastic. And finally, he's never been an intern, but he could be. Rigby, my bear, Rigby, owner of the jumper I knitted, has his own Twitter account at Rigby at Home, and you can see what he gets up to. He's a bear. He tweets. He does tweet, all by himself. That's a fact. Yep. There are pictures. He'll be modelling some more jumpers soon.
0: Did he manage to get the yoghurt off his arm where somebody spilled yoghurt down him?
1: Um, Yes. There's no visible stuff, but, you know, he just had a damp arm for a bit. Lovely. Uh, it was going so well. I'd posed him with a teacup, and I didn't spill any tea... Because I felt it was necessary to fill the teacup, just in case he could see. and I didn't want it to look like he didn't have any tea in his cup. It's
0: just a verisimilitude.
1: Didn't get any tea over him. Although he, afterwards he had a lovely warm belly because of the way it's <laughs> was resting against it. We did, obviously. We did a little, little breakfast photo shoot. Got tea, all sorted, did a couple of poses. Didn't like the pictures, so they put him back and did a new one. No tea spilt, not a drop. Sat down, immediately dribbled from a spoon, not my mouth. Yoghurt, all the way down his <laughs> arm. Livid. Amazing work. Poor Riggers. Poor Riggers. This is going to get us back on schedule, especially if Ooh. I open tomorrow, which I have every intention of doing, depending on when my new fridge freezer arrives.
0: Oh, that is exciting. Mm, mm. 2015, the year of Rosie.
1: Everything's coming up, Millhouse. <laughs> and we will record in two weeks.
0: Yes, we will. Um, I don't have a song for that.
1: So. No, but we will have just been to the Langham.
0: Oh, my Greyhounds sandwiches.
1: Uh, those egg rolls, I'm already excited. I'm not going to eat for a week to prepare. Urgh! I'm going to eat egg rolls. Yeah, I'm going to eat egg rolls. I'm going to eat so many, I feel sick. Will Melvin Bragg be there? Oh, <laughs> will Melvin Bragg be there? No? <laughs>
0: uh, when we say egg rolls, you mean little bread rolls with like an egg Mayonnaise. and crust sandwich not, like ma- not an egg roll
1: i've never had one of them
0: just to clarify I'm so excited my
1: birthday's on a friday this year so Interesting. i party every day on a friday party every friday party on that friday bye! bye bye we don't often have endings so i feel like maybe if i just yell bye <laughs> then we can use that one bye i'll use that one To find out more and to read show notes for this and past episodes, you can visit our website at rosyandjessica.co.uk. You can email us at hello at rosyandjessica.co.uk And you can follow us on Twitter at The Day of Fun Show. Don't forget you can find all of our archives and leave reviews and ratings on iTunes. See you soon.